So the way that you show up is unique and certain people are going to identify with that. So even if what you're saying is out there, you have your own special sauce in the way that you share and present it, that is going to connect with the right person who lands with you. When you see all of the money you've invested, the time you've invested, the titles that you hold, the results you've created for yourself, the results that you've created for your clients, that's going to make you sit up a little bit straighter, stand up a little bit taller and make you really feel like, holy crap, I am that girl. I am that person. I did all that stuff. Welcome to another episode of Listeners to Leads, where I'm helping podcasters launch and maintain a lead-generating show. I'm your host, Alicia Galati, the CEO and head podcast strategist behind Galati Media, a full-service podcast management company. On this show, you'll hear my guests and I discuss everything it takes to launch a successful podcast and keep it running. If you're ready to get leads, land speaking gigs, and create deeper connections with your audience through your podcast, then this is the show for you. Today on the podcast, we have Lisa Simon Richards. I am so, so, so excited for you to hear this conversation. We're talking all about visibility and how to really use visibility to create awareness, buzz, and credibility around your topics that you are talking about to your audience. We give you a little bit of like pep talk stuff and mindset work around putting yourself out there when you're afraid to. Lisa has a fantastic tip on how to really be strategic and list out how awesome you are. And I absolutely love that process that she walks us through on how to really boost our confidence. We're also talking about how she is going to be launching her podcast in Q2 and what her process looks like and has looked like before this point and what she recommends for people who are thinking about launching a podcast, but aren't really at that point where they're ready just yet. So be sure to listen in for that. With that, let's welcome Lisa to the show. Hello, Lisa. I am so excited to have you on the show today. If you could just start by telling us who you are, what you do. Of course, I'm so happy to be here. Thanks for inviting me to be on the show, Alicia. My name is Lisa Simone Richards. I'm a PR and a visibility strategist, and I work with online coaches who want to get seen everywhere. So if you're an online coach and you are tired of dancing on TikTok and Instagram stories and posting reels and you're finding it's not actually bringing in clients for you, or you uh, don't necessarily want to be dropping six bucks a lead on Facebook ads, I love to share with people, here is how you leverage other people's platforms. There is somebody out there who has a crowd of your ideal clients hanging out, whether that's reading a blog, listening to a podcast in a Facebook group or part of a mastermind, learn how to get access to that audience by bringing value to them and then bring warm, qualified leads back to your audience. So my clients end up getting featured on the podcast that they've always dreamed about being on. One of my clients went from never being on television to doing well over 50 segments with Fox on health and fitness in the last two years. Wow. They get featured on sites like Forbes and Inc. So I really teach people how to build their authority, their buzz and their credibility. Oh, you're speaking my language. I love all of that so much. So from the visibility side, let's just jump right into it. You talk about the ABCs of visibility. What are those? Where should people kind of like, or should we backtrack and say, where do people start? And then do we go into the ABCs? Which one do you recommend? ABCs are the perfect place to start. So I have what I call the ABCs of visibility. And what this comes down to is intention, 
What is the purpose of being seen? And I think that's the first question we need to ask ourselves anytime we're looking for visibility. We're not trying to get seen just for the sake of it, most likely. There is a need that we want to fulfill. So let's be clear on the intention first, because that's going to dictate where the right place to be seen is and what the right message is. So I can break down what the ABCs stand for. Typically, when I work with an online coach, they're coming to me because they're looking for one of three things. They're either looking for A, awareness. They need their ideal client to know who they are and that they actually exist. If you're the best kept secret, people can't work with you because they don't know about you. So they need people to know who they are. So they might be looking for awareness, getting in front of that ideal client, the person who has the power to take a credit card out of their wallet and pay them and hire them to work with them. Alternatively, they could be looking for B, which stands for buzz. So I think about this when you have a course launch coming up or any sort of program launch, liken it to a movie. When a movie is coming out in theaters or on, you know, on TV at home now, You don't just hear about it once. It is all over Mm -hmm. the place. There are commercials, there are billboards, there are podcast interviews, there's entertainment tonight, there's radio shows, social media promotions. One of those actors is in a breakup or a new relationship. There are all (laughs) these different things to make sure this is getting in front of your face and you need to build a level of buzz. So same thing, if you're launching something, you can't just mention it once. You need people to hear about it all over the place. So they're kind of like, God, I keep hearing Alicia's name everywhere. Like, I kind of just have to look her up by now and see what this is all about. So you could be looking for A, awareness, or B, buzz. Finally, you might be looking for C, which stands for credibility. This is typically for that coach who's not necessarily just looking for their next client so that they can make ends meet. This is for somebody who's a little more established and they want their name to be said in the same sentences as the mentors and the gurus that they look up to. They're looking to build up their authority status, their expertise. They want better, higher speaking engagements. So there's looking for awareness, buzz, or credibility. And there's a story that I like to tell to kind of really help really distinguish between awareness and credibility, which is where I find a lot of people tend to fall. So I remember last May, I was on a sales call with somebody who was a copywriter. She was pretty new in the copywriting business and her goal, her intention was to get in front of more business owners who needed their first funnel written, their first sales page written. And she was sharing to me on the call, Lisa, you know what? I would be, I would love to be featured on this podcast called, I can't remember the name of it for the sake of it. I'm making this up. I would love to be featured on the copy chat. That is just where all the top copywriters get featured. The copywriters whose courses I've done, whose events I've attended, they've all been on that show. And if I could get featured on an episode there, I'd really know like, yes, I've arrived. And I said to her, okay, that is awesome. And I hear what you're saying. But what you told me is you're looking for people who can pay you. And chances are an online coach who's relatively new to business is not so knee deep in copy that they're listening to such an elevated podcast as the copy chat. They're probably listening to podcasts that are all about getting your first course launched, learning how to build a sales page. They're listening to those intro to business podcasts. So let's get you featured on those first so you can get in front of the clients who actually have the power to pay you. And once you have that rolling, then let's transition looking at building your credibility. And this isn't the stage where you're, you know, seeking those next dollars right away. Now you can focus more on building your expertise and becoming more of a thought leader in your industry. So that's a distinction I like to make in thinking about what makes sense for where you want to be seen with the ABCs of visibility. That makes so much sense. And I'm really glad that you brought that distinction between the awareness and the credibility, because when you're starting out and you're like, okay, I need another client, I need another client, you always have these like grandiose ideas of like what you, how you want to show up in the online space. And 
yes, those are great. And it's great to have big goals and big dreams and like do the thing. But it's also important, like you also have to connect with your audience, like your ideal client, where they are, not where your friends are or where your, you know, potential collaborators or connectors are. You need to be where the buying decisions are being made, which is like getting in people's DMs and having conversations. And to your point, bringing awareness. So from the ABCs, what I'm kind of seeing in this is a lot of this has to do also with the type of content that you can make create, right? So like even from like a podcasting standpoint, but also like guesting on other people's shows, you can create different types of content around awareness or like, okay, I want to build awareness. What's the kind of content I need to create around this? I want to create buzz. Okay, what's the kind of content I need to create around this? I need to create credibility. How can I be a thought leader? And what are some things where I'm like, okay, other people are saying this too, but maybe I have a spin on it. I absolutely love that there are, like you can take this and you can use it for even more than just visibility, using it for creating content for your podcast, or even when you are on other shows, how to figure out, okay, what am I going to talk about here? And one of the things I actually love to say, and I want to give credit to Lisa Sasevich, who I learned this from, because it's had a huge influence on me. She's a speaking coach I worked with in 2017. Something she said that she attributed to her father is don't change your talk, change your audience. Mm. And that's something that I impart to my clients all the time, because I think there's actually a pressure on us that we have to come up with new messaging every time we're going to reach out to a podcast or a website. And I actually teach my clients come up with one core message and talk about it until you're blue in the face. I want you to be bored of listening to yourself speak because you're the only person hearing that message over and over again. But what's powerful is you don't need to come up with something new every time you're looking to get featured on a different podcast or on a different website. And what's actually really awesome is for the person who's hearing your message and lands with you, especially if there's someone who listens to podcasts, because research shows someone who listens to one podcast is typically listening to about eight on average in the same subject area. And if they're yep. vibing with what they're with what you're saying, and they do a Google search on your name, and they find you on a series of eight different podcasts, but you're talking about the same thing, guess what? That creates consistency. That creates trust. And for the person who's thinking about taking out that credit card and investing likely thousands or tens of thousands of dollars to work with you, it makes them feel confident that they that you're consistent in your messaging. And actually, what I hear from my clients all the time is that when people book calls on their sales calendar, they're not just getting tire kickers who are hoping to get a free coaching session. These people come to the call saying, you know, one of my preconception health coach clients, they'll come on her call and say, you know, I'm familiar with your four-hour methodology to eat to get pregnant. You know, they come in knowing your system systems, your methodologies, mm-hmm. your beliefs, and your values. And that makes them, you know, they've already enrolled themselves by the time they come to this call. They're just chatting with you before they, you know, take out the credit card. They just want that extra assurance. So how powerful to know that you can have consistent messaging that you can use over and over again to attract the right people. Yes. One thing that we've been talking about a bit on the podcast lately has been, you can't give too much. And I want to know your thoughts on it. I think we're aligned (laughs) on that when it comes to sharing your message and giving value to your point of what you just explained with that client. Like you want people to be like, okay, yes, I know your, I know your formula. I know what you have to say about this. And yeah, I, I could probably do it myself, but I don't have time to, I don't want to do it by myself. So here's my cash money dollars and I want to work with you. Yeah. Okay. So here's the truth for everybody. Everything we do is Googleable. You can find yes. it for free on the internet. 
want to learn how to get on podcasts, you can research it, but people still buy my course anyways. One of the most powerful pieces of feedback I actually got, because when I'm opening up doors for my six-month program, I do a two-day intensive workshop before I'm actually extending it to five days to give people more time. And Mm -hmm. one of the people who enrolled the last time, she said to me, I couldn't believe that you gave away so much information in two days. Like I was literally like, if this is everything she is giving me for free, what am I going to get in six months from her? But what's also awesome above the content itself was how she felt like this person is so generous and I want to model after that. So my intention is always, how can I make sure that anyone who steps into my world, whether it's listening to this podcast, coming to my free workshop, regardless of if they hand me a dollar or not, how can they leave richer than they came? And that kind of generosity is felt energetically by others and it attracts people. It creates a certain level of reciprocity, to be honest, because when Mm -hmm. I'm giving so much, people are happy to give back. So you're not going to be able to give away so much your clients can't do it without you. They're always going to need that accountability. There's always, Mm -hmm. you know, I take for granted all the little things I've accumulated about visibility over 20 years. And my client comes to me with one like little hair of a problem, like, oh, just shift A, B, and C, and it's done. And they're like, oh, I didn't even think about that. I just had a call (laughs) like that before this podcast interview. So you can't give away too much and you can't be too generous. Like everything I've learned in 20 years, like you can't listen to me in 90 minutes on a webinar and take that and build a business with it. Like you literally can't, you're going to need a bit more. Yes. (laughs) I love that so much. So when you're pitching yourself, there can be this imposter syndrome, this it's Googleable. Everyone else is talking about it. I don't know if I really have a unique story to kind of spin with this. How do you kind of approach that fear of putting yourself out there with yourself as well as with your clients. Yeah. Okay. Really one of the things I, and I know we had like a different conversation in mind, but I do want to share a tool that I give Mm -hmm. my clients and that I actually share for free in the workshop that I host for people to do. And that's creating what I call a not so humble brag sheet. We have had it drilled into us to, you know, be humble, not big up ourselves, be modest. I want you to get a pen and paper and just go ham on how incredible you are. Like I encourage my clients, number one, write down how much time you have invested in learning your craft. So I'm a publicist. I've been doing this since I was 18 years old. So I've got 20 years under my belt now. I can think back to volunteer opportunities in university as VP communications for my sorority, serving on the communications committee for student council. Those things that I did when I was 18, still make an impression today. Add that into my internships, my jobs, all the companies I've started. But write that all down on a piece of paper. Tell me you don't spill over onto page two. Write down all the money that you have invested because that's a whole new conversation. Uh, The (laughs) money I invested in undergrad, my postgrad certificate and a writing certificate. I did unpaid internships for six months. Like that cost me money. I still had to Mm -hmm. eat and live. Then I did certifications. I go to conferences all the time. Those cost flight and those cost hotel rooms and those cost money. Add up all those investments that you have put in. Then start listing out what are the results I've created for myself. I think about the business that I have built for myself. The fact that I book 10 podcasts a month. That's kind of cool. Think about the results and list them out again. I'm getting real long here, guys. This is going to be a long sheet of paper for you. (laughs) List out the results that you've created for your clients. How cool is it to list out all of my clients who have gone from never being anywhere in their lives to being a well-recognized expert? List out all of that. When you see all of the money you've invested, the time you've invested, the titles that you hold, the results you've created for yourself, the results that you've created for your clients, that's going to make you sit up a little bit straighter, stand up a little bit taller and make you really feel like, 
holy crap, I am that girl. I am that person. I did all that stuff. And that can serve to you as a reminder that you have all of these unique talents. You've created all of these incredible results and your voice deserves to be heard. Your message deserves to be put out there. What you're saying, even though other people say it, there's a different way. I think about other publicists in PR Invisibility and I'm friends with a bunch of them. One of them came from Florida to my wedding. We both have online PR businesses and we're I'm on our podcast all the time. We're Toad's BFF. I think about when I talk to them, like we all, I have my ladder of publicity. They have their pyramid of publicity. Like we actually have really similar things by virtue of the fact that we all create the same result for our clients, but we all have our own specific spin that we put on it. And certain people resonate with us. I come off like a super peppy, energetic cheerleader. Some people like that. Some people are like, I cannot listen to that girl speak. (laughs) Cool. I'm not your person. You're going to find somebody else who has the same message as me and says it in a different way that lands better with you. So the way that you show up is unique and certain people are going to identify with that. So even if what you're saying is out there, you have your own special sauce in the way that you share and present it that is going to connect with the right person who lands with you. I love all of that so much. To add to it, like, your results, your personal results are not going to be the same as someone in your industry's personal results. Your client's results might not be the same as their client results either. And so you're going to be able to share like those different spins. And one thing that I always tell people is like, have something that sometimes rub the industry the wrong way. Sometimes have things that kind of put you as an outlier so that it's like a lot of people will say, launch a podcast in two days, launch a podcast in a week, launch a podcast in two weeks. And I'm like, I know two months, <laughs> Like, build that awareness. Let's go back to like the ABCs, right? Build that awareness, build that buzz, build the credibility, like talk about your stuff. Like I'm able to say that I had someone come to me and be like, Hey, you're copying my business. We have the same thing. And I was like, actually, no, we don't. You work with this type of person. I work with this type of person. You talk about launching in two weeks. I tell people not to do that. Mic drop. Goodbye. <laughs> It's it's so interesting because number one, yes, you have to have that line in the sand of this is who I'm for and this is who I'm not for. This is what I believe in. This is what I don't believe in because being vanilla like doesn't attract anyone to you. You gotta, you gotta be pistachio as a dating coach once told me. I love that. (laughs) I actually like to say I'm rum raisin, the flavor that nobody picks up last Bass and Robbins, but it's the only (laughs) thing I ever order. And my husband's like, that's super weird. I'm like, shut up. It's amazing. Me and my parents keep Bass and Robbins in business with that one. But you want, you want to be divisive. You want to stand for something. And the other thing that I want to share, you know, we were talking about collaboration over competition before. And, you know, it's not to say there isn't copying done in the online coaching industry and people absolutely get to keep an eye on is someone using my name or my trademark or whatever. But funny story, I was on Brittany Gardner's podcast a few weeks ago and I saw on her Instagram stories that she was launching, I think it's the online business accelerator or the online authority accelerator or something. And I DM'd her and I'm like, my program's launching. It's called the Online Visibility Accelerator. She's like, oh my God, we have the same program. It's off by one word. And I'm like, yeah, yours does this, mine does this. And she's like, that's hilarious. Great minds think alike. I was like, 100%, have a great launch. She's like, you too. (laughs) Yes, like celebrate it. I love that. So you are planning to launch a podcast and you're kind of like in that beginning phase. For anyone who's like, Alicia, I've been binging your podcast and I'm, I still haven't taken that step. Where are you in that process? What does that kind of look like for you? And I know you have some, some tips for people who aren't really ready just yet. 
So it's so funny to be on this podcast today because just, I think it was yesterday or the day before, I got an email from somebody who I've known for maybe two years or so. And she said to me, Lisa, this is going to sound super weird and out of left field, but something was coming up for me. I'm looking at launching a podcast. For some reason, I think I need a co-host and I was thinking about it being you. What do you think? And I was just like, that's crazy. I've been thinking about launching a podcast this year. But I did have to say, I do have only child syndrome and it's going to be the Lisa show. So you can come on and do a few episodes with me if you'd like, but this is going to be like... Like my show. So, you know, for me in this journey now, you know, I'm really thinking about how can I make sure I'm going to have the consistency and I'm so grateful for your podcast and how you help people as they're going through that journey and the content that you cover there. Because if I'm going to do this, I want to be thinking with the term, you know, I want to think, okay, what are 52 episodes you can come up with? So I've got a year of content in mind. Not that it's unnecessarily going to follow the plan, but I want to have the long haul. I don't want to be like, oh, three months in, I'm bored. This isn't working. I'm out. Uh, that, yeah. That's definitely not the move. What's coming up for me is number one, you know, it's been really helpful over the last six years, I've really focused on leveraging other people's platforms and being on other people's podcasts. So it's so cool to know I've already got a roster of people I could reach out to and ask if they'd like to be guests on my show and I could have some mm -hmm. reciprocity. Because I've had the opportunity to speak on so many other podcasts, my messages were fine. So I'm a lot clearer on what I want to say. Sometimes I kind of liken building a business to baking a cake. If you start with icing, that's all well and good, but you need the cake first to put it on. So maybe don't do the wrong, <laughs> the right things in the wrong order. Mm -hmm. So from my perspective, starting off with a podcast wasn't the right move for me because then I would need to figure out, okay, what's the artwork going to be? What's the intro? How do I get it on iTunes and Google Podcasts and Stitcher Radio? And it would take me further away from the thing that I was working on, which was enrolling clients. Now that mm -hmm. I'm in a phase of business where, you know, that's working well, I know what my launch is. I have my flagship program cemented. I've been featured on a bunch of places. If you Google my name on a ton of podcasts, now I'm not so much in that awareness building stage. I'm in that credibility building stage where I want to get that and establish my expert status and my authority. So now I'm in the stage where it makes sense for me to be looking at Q2 to launch my own podcast. So for those people who are looking at working with me, they have content that they can binge on to help them solidify, you know what, this is the right decision. I've heard her on other people's podcasts. She has her own platform. She has guests that she's bringing in. Obviously, she's connected. This is the right move. So that's my thought process on where it made sense for me to do it. I have a business coach who said this one thing to me, and I have a feeling you're probably going to disagree with this one, but it's just, it's always been in my head and I'm not taking her advice on it, but I thought of it. <laughs> She's always said, if you're not making 300,000 a year yet, don't start a podcast. Mm -hmm. I think that the reason that she says that, whether you're on board with that number or not, I don't think is the important part, but I think because as entrepreneurs, a lot of the time we can have shiny object syndrome. I'm going to yep. do this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. And we're not focusing on the thing we need to be doing. I can see why she like you need to have something that is working that is running and then you can look at layering on top but don't just start a bunch of distractions for yourself to feel busy all the time I definitely agree with that concept 100%. Uh, I was recently talking to someone they got on a call with us they had found me via my website and they were like yeah so we're shifting our business and we need help and support with it and I was like yeah, no, we're not going to work with you. Like, <laughs> we don't work with people who are like just starting or are, you know, kind of moving or shifting their business. You have to have a solid message. You have to have a solid audience. You can book a strategy session and we can chat through like how to do this stuff. But I don't have the capacity to teach you all of those things. <laughs> like, you have to have your brand colors. If you don't have your brand colors, I'm not a brand strategist, so you need to get that stuff done ahead of time. So I definitely agree with that concept. And to the shiny object syndrome, there's so much in the online space, and I'm gonna get on my soapbox for a second, of 
multiple six-figure business, million-dollar business. You can do it, too. I have a podcast. This is how I did it. Like, guys, just, like, focus on if you're not making money with your business and you want to make money with your business, actually do lead-generating activities, not the shiny object things like launching a podcast, starting a YouTube series, or doing TikToks and Reels. Like, no, get in people's DMs, start having conversations with ideal clients, understand what it is they actually want or need, so that then when you are at the point you've worked through different things, you have, like you said, refined your message, you know exactly what it is that your audience wants to know and needs to know, you can start your podcast and have these conversations. It's so important to know the difference between content and visibility. And I find a lot of people are wrapped up in the content game. What's the latest thing I need to learn on Pinterest? What's the latest thing I need to learn on TikTok? Ooh, I should be doing Instagram reels. And really, like, it's so important to have content that nurtures your existing audience. But what are you doing for visibility? How are you growing that? Because you can't like something about running a well dry. Like if you if you like exhaust the leads in front of you, you're you're not going to get more sales. How are you Mm -hmm. constantly bringing new people into your funnels? So that's one thing I really like to highlight for business owners. Get clear on the difference between content and visibility. Because if you're always focusing on content, but you're not thinking about visibility, don't be surprised if things stagnate. You need to be bringing in new leads on the regular. Yes, which is why you don't just launch a podcast and not talk about it. And to your point of like, you're the only one that knows that you're continuously saying the same thing over and over again. Reuse your content remarket it, retalk about it, like keep that funnel going back and forth and back and forth. So that way you do get to be the known person for this topic. Oh, yes. <laughs> Literally everything we've said, I'm like, okay, I'm going to get off my soapbox for a second. <laughs> Love. Is there anything else that you're like, people need to know this going into visibility, getting started, or kind of having a better understanding of this? I think I would just really hammer in understanding where is your ideal client paying attention? And that's where you need to show up if your intention is specifically building awareness. So is it a certain podcast they're listening to? Is there a mastermind, a type of mastermind group they're in? And you could do a guest training for that type of group. Ask your ideal clients where they're getting information from on the subject that you are an expert in. And once you know what those places are, that gives you a great indication of, hey, I want more clients like that person. Let me show up in places like that. That's going to give you a really good indication of where you can start doing some organic lead gen for the type of people that you already know and love working with. And for people who are like, okay, you've mentioned your workshop, you've mentioned your flagship program, you've like, I need to work with Lisa, like this needs to happen. (laughs) Where can people find you connect with you and potentially pay you cash money dollars? Hey, 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 we love that stuff. But here's a little pro tip everyone can take from this episode is I always leave, like to leave with one call to action. People mm. will often be like, you can find me here on Facebook and here on Instagram. This is my website. No, no, no. Focus on one thing. People don't love you that much. They're going to do 20 things to follow you all over the place. Focus on <laughs> one. So for those of you who have liked what I'm sharing here and you do want to focus on getting more visibility, you want to not just be on the content hamster wheel, but you want to reach more leads. Every few weeks, I do a free training called the Get the Word Out Workshop. And what it does is it helps you get clear on your message, figure out where the right place to be seen is and actually shares with you how to start getting more eyes on your business. I actually gave you a little preview of it when we went through the confidence booster with a not so humble brag sheet that we created together. We also go through the mindset of confidently putting yourself out there. So Mm -hmm. to get a free seat at that workshop, you can head over to www.com 
finallygettheword.out.com. That's www.finallygettheword.out.com. And that's where I have a free visibility training for online coaches who are ready to get eyes on their business. And we'll make sure that we link that in the show notes. That way, if you guys are on your phones, you can easily, other than Apple Podcasts, sorry, Apple Podcast users, <laughs> they keep changing everything. Or you can go to my website, you can see that link there as well if you forget it. Thank you so much, Lisa. This has been so value jam-packed and such a wonderful conversation. Love, thank you for having me on the show. And I hope this has been helpful. And for everyone who's listening, don't just take a bunch of notes and say this was great information. Pick the one thing that you're going to do and actually put into practice and let it create real transformation for you. Oh, yes. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Listeners to Leads. If you found something in this episode valuable, I would really appreciate it if you shared it with a friend who you know would also get value from it. Want to send me a message? My favorite place to hang out is Instagram. You can find me at alicia.lottie. Let me know what your favorite takeaway was from the episode. And don't forget, turning those listeners into leads is actually easy.